The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello, everyone. I'm Vince, the voice Bailey, and this is Black Mental Matters program podcast designed to help eliminate the stigma as it relates to mental health in the black community. And on this episode, something that's close to my heart, this is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. If you didn't know, suicidal thoughts, much like mental health conditions, can affect anyone, regardless of age, gender or background. Every year, Thousands of individuals die by suicide, leaving behind their friends and family members to navigate through the tragedy of loss. And in many cases, friends and families affected by a suicide loss are often left in the dark. And much too often, the feelings of shame and stigma prevent them from talking openly. Well, this National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, this is a time to share resources and stories in an effort to shed light on this highly taboo and stigmatized topic. On this episode, Makiba and I would like to share with you our thoughts, as well as provide some resources and steps that people can take to hopefully never have to deal with this tragedy that affects so many of us. Welcome. It's Black Mental Matters. Once again, Black Mental Matters, Vince the Voice, along with my wonderful, highly esteemed, well thought of, and just outstanding <laughs> MPH, MPA, BSW, self care guru herself, Makita Reed Johnson. How you doing, Oh, Makita? wow. Thank you very much. Woohoo. Was that, was that a good one? Was that a good one? That, that was a good one. Thank well, you. It is an honor. My co host, and, and like I say all the time, it's like I'm getting free therapy sessions uh, <laughs> because. Because we really have a, a seems a knack of, of being mm-hmm. uh, timely, Makiba. I, I, I just gotta say it. We 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 are timely. Some of this stuff that's going on, we were talking about because, as you said, it's it's a year now that we've been doing this yes. show. Is it a year? Yes. It's a year. Happy anniversary. Yes, yes. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Happy anniversary to Black Mental Matters and all of the topics that we've covered. That's right. And a big shout out to uh, Carol, uh, Carol S. Smith now, Carol S. Smith and, <laughs> and Thomas, uh, our, our yes. behind the scenes man. Thank you all and thank all of our listeners. Uh, we got some great uh, uh, messages from people who they've been listening from the beginning yeah. and I'm uh, just thankful uh, for that. And so here we are today, Makiba, and it's, uh, you know, last Last, last program, we were acknowledging that it was recovery uh, month, September, but the big one is that uh, September is Suicide Awareness Month, right? Is, is it right. awareness or prevention? I, I've heard it called both. Yeah, I think it's officially Prevention Month. Prevention. Yeah, I'm, I, I could be wrong. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. when you talk about, of course, uh, COVID on top of uh, suicide, I mean, I think it's a, you know, this emotional and psychological impacts of this pandemic no doubt can lead people to feelings of hopelessness and thoughts about suicide. So we wanted to uh, make that our, our, our topic for, for this uh, mm-hmm. podcast here today. And uh, hopefully uh, for our listeners out there, we know you could be feeling anxious or fearful sadness lonely we all are we're all in this together yeah we are and uh we we want to uh, again prevent 
from going all the way because we know that is not the way. You do not take yourself out of this situation. So where, where do you want to begin today, uh, uh, Makiba, as it relates to suicide prevention? Well, sure. Well, I actually would like to just kind of open up with just how important it is that it starts really at the the family level. I I hear a lot about intervention programs and public awareness campaigns crisis response plannings, you know, but, but that those, those types of programs don't trickle down into your household. And, and most, you know, people, especially people with kids, people with families don't really get those resources that they need to even in that, that this is a public health problem that there are resources out there for. So I guess I just wanted to kind of just start off with just how important it is for us to start having the conversations within your house mm-hmm. and and with the people that you care about the most. And at, right before we started recording, Vince, you mentioned and you, you and I were speaking about how suicide is is high among men. Yes. And, and that's not something that we you know, especially being a a mom, a, a, a black mom, you know, I've got two boys and one just finished college and. I, I had to relook at how I how I pushed them out into the world without really looking at, you know, how are they feeling? You know, are they dealing with type of mental health issues? Like there's so much pressure on males, on men just to be performers and to go out there and prove yourself and get your accolades and you know, and make your, your your name in this world and be successful, but we're not really looking at what are safe spaces for men and, and, and we need to start looking for men to create safe spaces and circles where you all can be able to have the conversations with each other to allow yourselves to be vulnerable and talk about how you feel and talk about some of the things that you're dealing with. Yes, that's that. That is so right. And uh, uh, well, uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness (NAMI) organization, and for those of you out there listening, uh, is a great uh, resource for information as it relates to mental health. Uh, the stats show 75% of all people who actually die by suicide are male, and although more women than men attempt suicide. Men are nearly four times more likely to die by suicide. Right now we've got the the, the, the buildup in, in firearms, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. buying guns and, and, and that's a part of it, you know. But as you as you talk about men and, and uh, you say, you know, the, the, the pressure to be that provider um, and, in a, and take care of your family, is is challenged right now uh particularly with this covid if the the, the job yeah the job yeah i know that uh when you are sitting there with yourself and you don't know what's going to happen next again that fear and anxiety those kinds of things that take place hopelessness uh those are some of the things that uh can drive someone to have those what is it ideolations yeah, right. Uh, about that. And and, and let me let me uh, quickly, too, because someone may need this right now. We may need to do this a couple times, McKee, but the National yeah. Suicide Prevention Lifeline number 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255. If you are someone that you know um, is has been speaking or talking about um, 
uh, uh, wanting to commit suicide. But personal and the family that, that that's the top of the that's the top of the uh, deal, uh, especially for again us guys. We want to take care of our families, and if we can't, it's it's it puts us in a state, Bakiba. Right, right, no, right, and and notice that when you just said you know that it's expected that men get out there, work hard, and provide and take care of their family. There's no verbiage in that where we're telling men how important it is to take care of themselves Mm. because if you are responsible for taking care of your family you have got to have some type of protocols or 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 things Mm. that you're doing to take care of yourself because that's that's a very large task for you to for anybody to take on without having some type of emotional support or at least having a thing where, you know, your your family and your people that that you are providing for and that you are, you know, trying, you know, trying to support that those people know, okay, you know, dad or husband needs to have some time, you know, today they've had a long day or they're going on a retreat or they're going camping or they're going fishing just to know that that person has to do things to take care of themselves and that if they're not taking care of themselves, they're not going to be able to take care of anybody else. Well, you're the first person that I've heard articulate that uh, uh, so well there, uh, Mickey, because it's just uh, it's just, I guess, the DNA of life that that has evolved, that men, our role is to be the provider and that's it. And if you're not, then you're not a real man. And if you're not a real man, then and you, you, you know, have these thoughts of, well, shoot, I'm not accomplishing anything that I yes. need to. And I, I'm no, of no use. And so why don't I just take myself out of the whole equation? And that's absolutely we're talking suicide prevention today. No, you are yes. valuable. Take care of yourself. Uh, there's a lot of situation, you know, situations vary again with this COVID. Now, mm. if you, you know, having the fear that you or one of your loved ones could get COVID, that could drive you nuts. Uh, no chance to be with and comfort your loved one who's seriously ill or dying in the hospital drive you nuts. Uh, grief over the love, uh, loss of a loved one could drive you nuts. This social isolation, especially if you live alone. If you don't live alone, now you just got all these folks around you all day long because your family is <laughs> under stay at home orders, drive you nuts for lack right. of a better way of putting this. <laughs> Uh, that bottle keep calling you dry. I mean, right. all these things. And this just enhances any other mental health issue that you may be going through. But um, absolutely, it, it, it's a yeah. tough time. It's a tough time. It, it is because it's and, and just with the COVID-19 piece by itself, when you look at how that impacts mental health, you what you really need to think about is how similar this this pandemic has been to so many different, you know, movies and 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 fantasy stories about a virus that's out there, but it can kill you. I mean, it's it's really really serious, and the fact that you know, as a nation, it you know, the virus has been politicized and going out in the daytime and just running errands that's stressful. Yes. So all of this is lining up to make that burden for people that already had mental health issues before the pandemic started. This is a lot. You're right. I mean, even like you say, just going to the grocery store and if you come uh, around that corner of the aisle and somebody comes towards you, they don't have a mask on, <laughs> your yeah. hair sticks up on the edge <laughs> and all kinds of it is it is just um, and then you and, it on the head. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's real out here in this field, boy. I mean, look at hey, 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 get back, you know, bag up, uh, you know, folks come in all cavalier into the yeah. gas station, man, with their mask at. Um, and, 
but but it also one of the um, the groups, uh, Makiba, that I'm really concerned. I'm concerned with all, but our young people, our oh, young people. Yeah. Uh, I saw a CDC survey they did like uh, 5,400 people. Okay, first of all, 41 percent reported uh, at least one negative mental health issue, but oh, then 11 percent said they were considering suicide, and uh, those aged 18 to 24. Uh, were more likely to report it with 25% of them saying they seriously considered suicide. Right, right. young people. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. These are our young people and these are the ones that are being severely impacted and in fact I believe it was 2018 there were 1.4 million Americans who attempted suicide Mm -hmm. so that that's not even in the data of people whose suicide attempts were successful but these that's the number of people that just attempted and that number was recorded by you know medical professionals so this is something that's very very serious and when you're looking at data a lot of the data does not represent the black community because black people right. are not we ain't going answering. into therapy. We ain't, yeah, we right. ain't telling nobody nothing. That's right. We sit right. there yes. holding it in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I mean, even to the place where, you know, families are embarrassed if they have a loved one who who has had a suicide attempt. You know, they're, they're told to not talk about it. You know, they're you know, some people are reprimanded for it because they feel like they're made to feel like they have done something to embarrass the family or to embarrass loved ones. So, so this is something that we have to make sure that we're continuing to have a dialogue about to make young people, especially and people of color who aren't had, who don't have access to the resources and who don't have the conversations that are going around them to let people know that it is okay to talk about your mental health issues because some people who are experiencing depression or suicide um, ideation they they don't have a name for it so just in their mind they're just dealing with the feelings and the emotions and the despair and the sadness but they don't know that that's a mental health condition and that it can actually be you can see, and we've talked about this before, if you compare the MRI of a brain of a person who doesn't have, who does not have depression, compare that to the brain of a person who does have depression. The brain of the person who is experiencing depression has less neurological activity and there are more dark areas in that brain. So this is not something that people need to be embarrassed about or feel like they can't talk to someone. So that's why it's important for us, for people like me and you who have the language and who know how to reach out to people and put information out there to keep the conversation going. And uh, as uh, you know, I've stated uh, before, which we really have it dug deep, but I, I will share again, you know, that, that right in my own family, I uh, experienced a, a sibling who, who committed suicide, my father uh, who committed suicide. And, and it really uh, did take me into a dark place as when I was young younger and wanted to create some type of way uh, to let folks know that uh, they were not alone in this and uh, because you know having a background in media thinking well the media this podcast and whatever else we do you know could be a good uh, avenue for for getting that message out we don't want to see uh, deaths of despair I've heard it called we don't want to see that increase uh, and 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 particularly again during this time 
we do not want to see uh, uh, suicides increase. The numbers were were increasing even before COVID. It was already mm-hmm. on the rise. Um, That's right. Uh, I don't know why that is, Makiba, but it was on the rise even before COVID hit. We were supposed. I thought we yeah. was doing so great here, in the, you know, that everything, the money and the economy and the stock market and all this kind of stuff. But no, folks were feeling a certain kind of way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when you're measuring, you know, the U.S. and the economy and capitalism and, you know, the Dow Jones, you're not factoring in people. People. Yes. (laughs) And they're going through to keep the economy going Mm. and to keep the stock market viable and to keep, you know, the economy going. So, so, so everything, everything has a price. And I think what we're seeing now is that people are just tired. I mean, people are mentally tired. They're emotionally tired. They're now trying to deal with their mental health issues because no one's ever talked about it before. It's like it's like having cancer and you don't get treated for it. I mean, it's going to come up in you and present itself eventually. So this is not something that you can say, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to this because I'm strong and I'm making a lot of money and I've got this going on. I'm educated this. No, your mental health, if you don't take care of it, you are going to have to deal with it at some point in your life. And the the hardest part of this is if you're not dealing with your own mental health issues, the people around you are. Mm. I tell you, uh, Makiba, once again, this uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, I want to throw it out there. Get 800-273-8255. Again, that number, 800-273-8255. Or there's also the uh, crisis text line uh, where you can text the word TALK to 741741 741. and you've had uh you've had experience with that with that crisis line uh, text oh line. they mm-hmm. are awesome mm-hmm. yes they are awesome their their training is very unique because what their training does is they get and i wish everybody who was interested in opening up dialogue with people that are dealing with mental health issues could be privy to the training the training teaches you to basically just hold space. Mm-hmm. So so what it's doing is it's teaching you how to listen without judging, without giving a response. The, the most common response to people who have suicidal ideation is, oh man, you know, why are you thinking about that? No, you're not, mm-hmm. don't take your life. No, you know, you're not gonna do that. No, let's start talking about something else. Instead of sitting with that person and allowing them to go through those emotions and experience them, that's how you start taking the steps to overcome depression. You can't just brush it under the rug. And that crisis text line, that they are incredible. They, that It's the best training I have ever mm. received in mental health. Wow, wow. Well, there are um, five, of course, there's more out there, but but I'm gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about, Makiba, five action steps that people can take for communicating with someone who may be suicidal and are supported by the evidence uh, that that's in that field of what we're talking about. Suicide prevention. The first action step, and uh, you kind of alluded to it, is to ask. You ask the question, hey, are you thinking about suicide? Yes. And that communicates that you're open to talking about it to them with them in a non judgmental and yes. supportive way, right? Yes, absolutely. That's that's key. Yes. And uh, you can ask, hey, well, how do you hurt? How can I help? But one thing mm-hmm. that you never do is never promise to keep their thoughts of suicide a secret. Uh-uh. If uh-huh. you say it, wow. if you didn't said it, we got to we got to uh, we got to call something. We got to do something. We got to do that's something. That's right. We have to 
make sure that you're going to be okay. The Absolutely. Fl- the flip side, you said it too, of, of ask is to listen. I know that takes some, that, that, that takes some, what is it? Um, some shut up. Some sh- that's <laughs> some, some shut up. Two ears, one mouth. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> listen twice as much as you talk. That's right. You know, we always want to <laughs> jump in and look, oh man, if you just, let's go bowling. Let's go do, you know, let's right. get a drink. Let's smoke something or whatever, you know. No, 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 no. Right. Listen to them. Let them get it out. And uh, that that is so, so helpful. The next step, yes. so that first one was asked. The next one is uh, be there. And uh, that could be being physically present for someone, speaking with them on the phone when you can, or any way that shows support for that person at risk. How important is that? That's that's extremely important. And, and that goes back to the importance of holding space for the person and being there without having all of your stuff with that person, but just being that space where that person can just talk about what they're feeling to someone else being you then that's going to just sit there and just support them and not judge them being there with someone with thoughts of suicide is life-saving folks it's life-saving increasing your connectionness to others uh increasing their connectionness to others and limiting their isolation which has been shown to be a protective factor against suicide so be there for wow. them don't uh, don't Absolutely. abandon them be there for them um mm-hmm. the next one after we have uh, ask be there is to keep them safe and what do we mean well First of all, it's good for everybody to be on the same page. After the ask step, you've determined that suicide is indeed being talked about. It's important to find out a few things to establish immediate safety. Have they already done anything to try to kill themselves? Do they have any guns around? Do they have some kind of specific plan that they've been talking about? And if so, we, we've got to we've got to deal with this. We've got to Absolutely. deal with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and what's important in that step is you have to have previously established a level of trust yes. with the person that has opened up to you about their ideation or consideration of death by suicide. Because if you don't, that person can easily just kind of pull themselves from you and say, well, you know, I wasn't really thinking about doing that because there's a risk in scaring off the person when when you're trying to get them help because you know we still haven't really worked out the whole crisis management thing and and it's it's a really sticky situation if you're going to get the police involved yes. and, and and sometimes that ends up having to be the case yes you, you, you have to really make sure that you establish trust with that person yeah yeah if they have immediate access to a firearm and are very serious about attempted suicide yeah. then you you got to call the cops you got to call somebody Absolutely. call call yeah. somebody okay don't right. don't don't let it uh, simmer um our next one would be to help them connect helping someone with thoughts of suicide connect with ongoing supports like the lifeline again 800-273-8255 or the crisis text line uh that can help them establish a safety net for those moments when they find themselves in a crisis absolutely absolutely and that's that's really important because what you are describing is when a person opens up to you about suicide that you it's a big task but you have got to walk them through it you can't just give them some resources and then walk away right. it, you to ensure that they are going to be okay you have to make sure that you are there to 
ensure that they are getting the resources that they need the same way if you had a friend or a family member in the car with you and they are experiencing a heart attack, you're not going to drop them off in front of the hospital. You're going to go there. You're going to stay with them. You're going to meet the doctors. You're going to figure out what's going on, what the diagnosis is. You have to walk that person through this. Mm -hmm. Another uh, great resource. We haven't talked about them in a while. First, let me say helping them develop a safety plan. Part of that safety plan could be downloading the Not Okay app. Hey, Hannah and Charlie. You see what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. Good plug. Having them, you know, and then that way, that app that. Download the Not Okay app. Explain it. Tell tell them what that is once again, would you, Makiba? Sure, sure. Sure. So the Not Okay app is an app that was developed by two two Georgia teenagers, Hannah and Charlie Lucas. And Hannah was experiencing uh, suicidal ideation. And after her episode, she was communicating with her family about the importance of having a support system of peers. So she and her brother developed an app that you download and it asks you for your five closest contact people. And then it sends information to those five, your five closest people telling them that you have installed this not okay app and that that app is going to contact them if they are, if, if, if you are ever in distress and you activate the app, it contacts your people that you've chosen it to contact and that tells them your location and other, you know, just other information for for your friend circle to then get together and and give you the support that you need. The app is great in that it helps people who who maybe haven't disclosed to their friends that they're dealing with suicide. If you download the app and you select your contacts, then you have to have the conversation with them about mm-hmm. why you downloaded the app. So mm-hmm. that's a great start. Yes, yes. And by using an app like that or calling the, the, the uh, prevention lines or do, doing things like that, many, many times you didn't immediately feel less depressed, less suicidal, less overwhelmed. And hopefully by the end of the day, you know, you just all good or a lot better than you were. So that's uh, yeah. not okay app uh, definitely put that as uh, in your toolbox to help and uh, the, the last one uh, okay so we had ask we're going to uh, be there we're going to keep them safe we're going to help them connect and you already said this we have to follow up we have Absolutely. to follow up and make sure that they are that they did download the not okay app uh, mm-hmm. make sure they're with the support group uh, you know leave a message send a text give them a call the follow up is is, is is very very important we do Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and that's why it's important for you to know that when you are taking on this challenge and it is a challenge when you are taking on having someone, you know, open up to you about their interest in in suicide, that you are going to walk them all the way through. And if you're not willing to walk all the way through with them, get them someone or a group of people or friend or family member who can do that because what you don't want to do and I I have seen this with people that are experiencing depression and and thinking about suicide is that they feel like they're a burden so so if you are in a position where you have someone that has opened up to you about their interest in taking their own life that you have to make sure that they don't feel like that they're so much of a burden that you can't go the long distance in the long haul with them. You've got to go through the whole thing. And the person that is supporting the person who is dealing with the mental health crisis, 
you've got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because mm-hmm. whenever you're taking care of a person who has any type of mental illness, it takes a toll on it you. It takes a toll. Yes. 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 So you've got to make sure that you are you are employing your own self care. Well, I'll, I'll just say again, uh, you know, talking from experience that you always think to yourself, "What could I have done? What could I have done this to prevent that? Or yes. could I have done this to prevent that?" And the things that we've just now talked about, the the, the five steps, the uh, situations, the the apps, everything are, are tools that you can use so that we can get these numbers down and you know in fact that it's uh, even more likely that uh, people are going to be depressed and their mental health mm-hmm. is going to be challenged right now during this uh, pandemic and so um, let, let me just say this uh, uh, Makiba September 13th that was uh, that was the date so it's been 16 years now for my older brother and wow. got a chance to guess 16 years that the, the time goes by everybody uh, never forgotten though always loved and, and I, I wouldn't uh, wish it upon anyone anyone so that's why we want to send out these hopefully good vibes that was going to help prevent in honor of this uh, suicide prevention month uh, help prevent anything like that happening to any of our listeners or their loved ones so uh, absolutely and and Vince as always thank you for opening up about that and, and talking about it because I know you know it's a lot of pain behind it because you know that kind of 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 hurt you know and grief it's it, it, that that's with you forever so thank you for opening up with our audience and opening up with people and talking about it so that you can help someone else well, thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for doing that you're, you're, you're very welcome this life was not in vain so absolutely the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number again for those that need help 800-273-8255 that's 800-273-8255 or you can text talk to the crisis text line 741-741 Makiba we thank you so much for all that you do and what can I say another great Black Middle Matters uh, podcast and you can find us online blackmiddlematters.com and on uh, Instagram and Facebook and all those kinds of places and uh, send us a note and tell us what you think how what you're doing to uh, make sure that we have some some good mental in, uh, outcomes. How about that? Yes, yeah. yes, that sounds awesome. All right, thank you so much, Makiba. God bless. 